0: Obviously, you know, a, a different look and feel to uh doing a different version of the Poor Rivera podcast. It was only right I got you, my brother, Day Day, Draymond Green, on the first episode. What's good, brother?
1: Not much, man. Excited, always good to talk to my brothers, especially Jesus. This time, Listen, she- you know what I realized? I realized aside from the crew and
0: the fam. No one's seen me, so this is when people see this. This is the first time they're gonna realize I have hair.
1: Absolutely, which is a big <laughs> deal, by the way. And you know, it's it's it, it's real fast coming back, so they gonna notice that. I'm excited for them to see this.
0: Hey, I called. I called Dre. I can't remember what it is. Actually, you remember this? you can remember back when you was playing in the NBA, we'll get to that in a second. You had just gotten thrown out the game. <laughs> I called. I'm in the car. I'm in the car on my way home from dinner. We we have a business dinner in L.A. It's me and Chelsea, actually, if you remember. Yes. And on her phone, she goes, oh, shit. So, of course, I'm like, man, everything okay? like with the kids at home? She goes, yes and no. I said, what happened? She's like, Dre just got thrown out the game. And I'm like, what? It's like ESPN. So you got thrown out the game. I'm like, wow, man. So I'm like, all right, cool. Literally, like 10 minutes later, I said, you know, I'm going to call." I call. Dre picks up, what up P, you know, baby? I'm like, yo, what happened? He's like, Oh man, whatever, whatever, whatever. He's like, more importantly, do you have hair? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, man, I think, listen, I'm light
1: in the corners, but I think I'm coming back, man. Hey, P, listen here, I'm light in the corners and I ain't left. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I honestly, you hold it down better than me these days, brother. Happy to be back, man. I'm happy to be back. Welcome back to the bright side <laughs> or the dark side, <laughs> however you choose. Hey, you drinking? What you doing? I know it's earlier on your end. It's uh, almost 9 p.m. on the East Coast. You're on the West Coast. I am not drinking. I'm just actually drinking, having a bottle of wine. Um, you know, just, I mean, not having a bottle of wine, having a bottle of water. you so used to saying a bottle of wine. I, 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 I've gotten very used to calling it a bottle of wine. However, oh, wow. I'm having a bottle of water. Hey, before we get into
0: it, we gotta give a, you know, someone that's near and dear to my heart, and I know you love. Ramos was like, yo, he called me. He's like, yo, call me. It's a couple of days ago, I'm like, yo, what up? And you know a good brother, when someone calls you to put you on the game and it doesn't benefit them at all. Ramos was like, yo, you know what? People are home, people are dying for content, your podcast is dope, you should do a podcast like via video conference. And like, that was it. He didn't ask for nothing, it was nothing. And I was like, yo, you know what, you're right, man. I was like, I'm gonna do this again. Now, of course I hit you first. I'm like, yo, let's do this. You're like, yo, let's get busy, let's do it, man. So, so shout, uh, out to shout out to Ramos, shout out to Ramos. Shout
1: out to Ramos, you know, just one of the masterminds behind the shop, hey, you know. Just. Hey, hey Ramos, Ramos is like the interesting man in the world to me. Like if you call Ramos right now and you said, Ramos,
0: I am in Utah and I, lost, I left my shoes home and I wear a size 14 he'd be like, no problem, go down to this store, not only go to the store, ask for Johnny, tell him you're my family, and you get taken care, Ramos knows
1: everything about every NBA city. Everything about every NBA city, everything about everybody. By the way, we, ours, we, we've been doing these weekly Zoom calls, yep. and we're having a conversation on our Zoom call about someone from Detroit. Yes, that's right. No one knows, and Ramos like, wait, are y'all talking about, it says the guy's name. <laughs> and we're like, By the, Yeah, Dre, to your point,
0: no one said the name, no one said what he worked. We were just talking and describing a situation. He's like, are you
1: guys talking about dude? And everyone's hey. like, froze, like, what? Hey, Ra- Ramos got it. I'll never forget um, my second All-Star game in New Orleans. We're chilling uh, before the game earlier in the day, and I didn't know what I was doing. This is Sunday now, so you figure we're there since Thursday. This is Sunday, and I don't know what I'm going to do after the All-Star game. So finally, I'm like, Mav, I'm going to go with y'all. Yep. And Mav's like, all right, well, I'll talk to Brian, The plane's full, but we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. And so... I'm talking to Ramos before the game, and I keep checking with Ramos, like, yo, is, is everything good? Like, is it good? Yeah, yeah. Finally, Ramos says to me, like, you 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 play basketball, right? I'm like, yeah. You, you, you great at what you do? And he like, you here, you great at what you do. I'm like, I, no, he said, you great at what you do. I said, yeah, I'm here, like, it's All-Star. Like, like, go be great at that and let me do what I do. Say no more, Ramos. And, and he has not failed me since. Hey, and was everything situated on that trip? Everything was situated. I, I've never had an easier time transitioning to something in my life. I mean, uh, it was
0: great. Hey, by the way, I'm gonna say a funny part of that trip.
1: Do you, remember, do you remember how you lost your watch on that trip? Oh my god! <laughs> I know. By the way, I lost my watch and my wallet and my money. <laughs> supposedly. Hey, that was amazing. You almost got the whole staff fired, dog. That was bad. where, where hey, was, by the way, where was everything at? It was all in my bag. I'm <laughs> you know, like, Mav, I, my, my, they stole my stuff. My watch is gone, my wallet's gone, my money is gone. And I was like, you sure? You checked everywhere. I'm like, I've checked everywhere. Mav i come and searched my room with me, <laughs> dumped my bag out, this your watch? Yeah, that's my watch. I looked in the bag though. Is this your wallet? Like, yeah, that's my wallet. How about your money? Yeah, that's my money. Mavs <laughs> just walked out and made me pick all of my stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> like turning your pants upside down? <laughs> you made me pick all my stuff up. That's amazing. I not believe I did that. Oh On man. But listen, group. first and foremost, man, how's, how
0: are you in the family? Everybody healthy, everybody
1: safe? Moms? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, everybody is safe, everybody's healthy. We've been great. Um, you know, just been spending a ton of time with them. Uh, yesterday was Hazel's birthday. So, you know, we had a good quarantine birthday with the kids. We got her okay. cake, the kids serenaded her. I was the camera guy, but that was cool. They serenaded her. We have roles her. to play. We all have yeah. roles to play. Absolutely. They sung happy birthday. And um, man, and you know, I went out and got her Mastro's. Mastro's is her, her favorite restaurant. That's so a win. Up some Mastros. I mean, it, it, was, it was, for you know, for under the circumstances, you know, great birthday. And obviously, you can never um, really make up for spending time with family, you know. So, you know, through all of this, you know, as, as tough as this has been on everybody, including us, um, it's been cool for me to just see a different side and actually be at home all the time. Like, you know, that's, it's, it's been really, really cool. So I, I got no complaints, man.
0: Dope, oh, dope. Let me ask you this. I, I have a belief that, you know, this, this coronavirus, which obviously is terrible and, and, you know, condolences out there to people that, you know, haven't made it and family members and friends that know of someone that hasn't made it or are going through it. So, you know, definitely not anything to be taken lightly. Um, but I personally feel, I was having this conversation with Mab the other day, that, the moment in which at least us in this country realized, uh-oh, this is really a big, 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 big deal, is when the NBA said, you know what? We're postponing the season. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the first domino that dropped, where everyone was like, wait, what is this? Like, the NBA postponing a season. Where were you? How would you find out that the season had been postponed?
1: That was definitely, um, you know, when, when it's, it feels like the whole world tilted. Um, you know, when Adam Silver made the call and postponed the season. And, you know, an interesting thing, obviously being one of the guys who's in the NBA, it happened so fast. You know, we have been talking back and forth with our team because our game was the first game. uh, We were playing Brooklyn the next day, and our game was the first game that they said there would be no fans. And that wasn't even the NBA. That was the mayor of San Francisco band-dog gatherings. At the time, it was over 250 people. Got it. Then it kept dwindling down. It went from 250 to 100. It went from 100 to 10. But it was it was all, you know, the mayor had had stopped it. And so... Um, what was that like, Dre? Like, when the team communicated to you guys, hey, we're going to play without fans. Like, how'd they tell the team, and what was your initial reaction? So we had a meeting, a team meeting with all the coaches, with uh, President... Um, president Rick Wilson, also our President Bob Myers. And they were telling us like, hey, this is kind of out of our control. This is more of a league thing, uh, but this is what we got. And I mean, tomorrow's game is just gonna be without fans. Wow. And so it was, um, it was, it was just kind of like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna see how this goes. And we were supposed to play that Thursday against Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken, and I think the With season- no fans. Yes, and I think the season got canceled on Wednesday. Yep. And, um, and so we're like, all right, great. So I'm sitting at home on my couch, watching the games from the night before, and it pops up on, the, watching the games the night before, and it pops up on the screen, NBA season has been suspended. That's how fast it happened. You it's found like out watching TV. I found out watching TV. No one, no one knew what was going on, P. I didn't, I didn't get a like, by the way, you think right immediately after that, you get a text or a call from the team? No. I I didn't get a call from the team or a text for at least hours because no one knew what was going on. Wow. And so it happened so fast. And you know, that's also a credit to Adam, like things does happen fast, but he's not afraid to make fast, tough decisions. And that's been his MO um, since since I can remember. I remember Adam's first season was the year that the Donald Sterling thing happened. And I remember that like it was yesterday because I was actually playing in that game against the Clippers Mm. when that happened. And so I remember that vividly. And it was a lot of pressure on Adam yeah so you know hey like what what are, what are you gonna do? and he made the call, like you know we're banning him from the n b a he has to he forced to sell, yep, that's been his m o from the very beginning, and you know that continues to be his m o and once again, it was a great call, yeah, I think he was you know, he's shown leadership
0: um he made a call um at the time wasn't a popular one, probably, but I'm sure will go down in history as you know. One of the better, if not the best call ever made by a sports, you know, commissioner. Um, so what is your first reaction? Like, you, you see the ticker. You're like, what the fuck? Are you texting Bob, your GM? Are you like, what? Like, what's, like, are you just as mind fucked as the rest of us as I was? By the way, I was on a plane watching TV flying from L.A. to New York, and it pops up. I can't talk to anyone. I'm hitting everyone on text. I hit Rich Paul immediately. Yo, what's up? And he's like, I'm trying to find out right now. Like, what was your initial reaction?
1: I didn't hit anyone. I was just sitting there stunned, like, wait, what? So then everyone starts blowing my phone up. So at that point, I don't even get a chance to hit anyone from the team. Yeah. Everyone starts blowing my phone up. I'm constantly answering calls, like, yo, I know it's just as much as you know. I don't know anything. What you just read on TV is the same exact thing I just read on TV. I have nothing else for you. The last thing that I can tell you is that we were supposed to play tomorrow with no fans. That's that's it. That's all I got. I don't have anything about this season being suspended. Is it canceled? I don't know. I just read the same thing. And it was like that for hours, though. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we got it. Like, it was like that for hours because no one knew what was going on.
0: And it's crazy because, like, you guys, you know, the Golden State Warriors, you know, have one of the most respected organizations and front offices in not only basketball but all the sports. So it's not like it's like – you play for some Mickey Mouse franchise. That's like, yeah, you know what? That doesn't surprise me. I think everyone was a trying to figure out what's going on from a business standpoint. And then from a
1: life standpoint, people just trying to get their shit together. Absolutely. I mean, that that decision kind of affected everybody because once it happened, the writing was on the wall. You know, like the NBA, it's a big deal. And especially in America, but worldwide, it's a big deal. And so once that happened, the writer was on the wall and I feel like everybody just kind of went into a panic of like, oh shit, like, this is real.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was, like I was telling Mav, like I said, I I feel it was the first domino that dropped in this thing and then you saw it right after that, it was like other sports leagues, you know, um, Tom Hanks had come out an hour after that and said, hey, he has it, he caught it down in Australia, like all these things and I feel like the world literally shifted, I think, you know, that's the right word. So, so, Hours pass, someone finally calls you from the team. I'm guessing it's Bob or who, whoever it may be. Like, what's that? Like, is he still like, yo, we're trying to figure out what's going on? Like,
1: what's that communication? Yeah, so I, I spoke with Bob. He, he, he gave me a call, and he's like, man, this is crazy, right? And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And he's like, well, the season's suspended. It's not canceled. Uh, we don't know anything. I know your next question is, like, your pay... We don't know anything. All we know right now is the, the season is suspended indefinitely. And I'm just sitting there like, wow. But I'll tell you when it really got real for me, Pete. You know, I think every organization kind of has someone who holds it all together. Mm-hmm. That no one knows, though. You know, like, you know, if you, you think of the Golden State Warriors, like, you're going to think Steph Curry. You're going to think Klay Thompson. You're going to think myself, Steve Kerr. Joe Lake or Bob Myers, like you're going to think all these people. But aside from us, there's always someone in these organizations that when something goes on, something goes wrong, you need something, you know exactly who to call. Yep. And for, for our organization, we have two people like that. We have Nenea and we have Eric Housen. Eric Housen is... Um, he started as equipment manager. He, I don't even know his title, now director or something. He handles everything. <laughs> and I, you need anything, you hit E, it's done. So Jordan Poole, I say maybe a week after all of this is going on, Jordan Poole hit me. and He's like, yo, it's my young fella. He's like, yo, is there any way I can get my stuff out of the facility? I don't have an answer for him. So I immediately group text him with, <laughs> Eric Housing. I'm like E, I and I, I I never put anything on rookies. And I'm like E, is there any way I can get anything out of the facility? Cause it's going to give him his answer he needs. And your point is like, I know E will figure it out. That's what he does. He'll figure it out. E texts back like, uh, I don't know. Let me let me hit somebody and check. I was like, okay, well this E it'll get done. No worries. E then texts back to the next day and said hey, fellas, I, I can't get in. I said, oh, yeah, this this is real, and this going to last a while. If Eric Housing can't get in the facility? This is really real, and this is going to last a long time. Wow. And then there was a world when I think once the
0: league – as soon as the league was suspended, you guys could still use the facility at least for a couple of days, right? The facility wasn't closed.
1: Yeah, so the facility uh, – we could use the facility – once, once everything was suspended, we were still able to use the facility for, like, another week. Okay. And, and so during that week, uh, I'm still going in, getting shots up, getting lift or whatever. And then, uh, like, a couple days after that, it's like everything really started to shut down. Like, all of a sudden, you can't go into the facility. And then he hit me, and I'm like, yeah, this, this, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, Eric Housing can't get in the facility yeah when the guy that gets you answers don't have
0: answers then you know it's real like hey, hey, this is really real man it's like, weird it's like I saw it like from a distance even like I was in New York and even just following the Lakers it was like you know they went to the same thing you guys went you know if I'm not mistaken where it was like you know season obviously postponed but guys were still going in and getting workouts or getting treatment putting up shots and then I think a transition to they didn't want guys working out in groups, so yes. like baskets, all that. So it's like, all right, like just an, an additional precaution. Yeah. And that was like, yeah, no, no, no. Like, kind of pack your stuff, like, conceal these clothes. Yes. You
1: know, and that 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 right there was like, whoa, because I mean, if you really think think about it, in terms of the world itself, at that time, it's still kind of at a point of where everybody's complaining about testing, like. There's not enough testing available. This state only has two tests available a day. This state, I think at the time, California may have been testing like 50 people a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so not only did Eric, did Eric not be able to give me answers, but at the time, the world still didn't know much, or at least America yeah. didn't know much. At that time, it's just like, okay, there's not enough tests. So the numbers are coming in high because they're only testing people with symptoms, but, if if you don't have symptoms you're not getting a test and so of course the numbers are, but you really didn't know much because there wasn't much testing available right and so when that happened it was just like whoa like this is getting mad real because yeah. you everything you're kind of learning everything about this whole thing on the fly yeah and that was just one of those situations for me and like most people won't quite get it because you don't understand the dynamic of like that's who we go to for everything, but those that get it will get it. Yeah, it's almost like,
0: you know, I was having a conversation with a colleague recently and he was saying, I was just checking on him if he was okay working from home and stuff. And he was like, man, you know, he's like, it's tough, he's like, because we have all these things we worry about, like, you know, that jobs are secure, that we can pay the bills, that the kids don't get sick, that we stay healthy for the kids, that we can go grocery shopping for them, all these things. He goes, and I look at my kids and they're just running around like it's nothing, right? And we were saying, it's like, when you're a kid and you have your parents, not only do you think like, I'm sure it'll get figured out, my parents will figure it out. You're like, it always gets figured out, right? So now as adults, we have those people we go to that are, Ramos is one of them. Ramos, you call him, he's got, we were just saying this, right? He's got an answer. If he doesn't have it, he knows who to go to get it. He can help you troubleshoot it. He can help you. When someone like Ramos is like, I don't know, dog. Like we're trying to figure this thing out. It's like, oh, this is this is the real deal. Absolutely,
1: and and that's uh, I mean that's so true. I mean I, I even look at my kids today and like, you know, they're starting to understand that oh we can't go here, we can't go there, and like even my daughter who she's five, she you know like the corona, the corona this, the corona that, mm-hmm. but you know it's uh, like. It's it's real, man. When and you go to those people that you know always got answers, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden those answers aren't there anymore. It's it's deep, but you know, for me, uh, it, this whole thing is kind of giving me some perspective. We're all kind of running the rat race, yeah. and you know. So for me, I moved into my new place in San Francisco, uh, my family and I, in December. Yeah, as and the
0: team and- moved the arenas, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, and so. We moved in and, you know, we moved into a condo building. And I mean, the view is amazing. You see the the Bay Bridge, you see the water, you see all of the Oakland. Like, it's an amazing view. You can see South San Francisco. And waking up every day to that, it's not that I didn't appreciate the view. But every day that I wake up, I'm headed to practice. Mm -hmm. I'm headed to shoot around. You know, I'm headed to take my daughter to school all these different things and so it's kind of just like wow that's nice i'm out wow man walk in wow that's nice but what's the next thing i'm doing you know like there was always this next thing and so yes i appreciated the view the idea of it but i never really got a chance to sit down and take it all in yeah and so the one thing that i've noticed throughout all of this is I've been in the Bay Area, not quite San Francisco, but I've been in the Bay Area now for it's my eighth year out here. I didn't know how beautiful this city was. And part of the reason I didn't know how beautiful this city was is because it's always that next thing of like, oh man, I'm going to turn down this street because it gets me around that traffic. Or, you know, ah, like, I got to go this way. Or I'm not even paying attention to where, like, how beautiful this thing is because I'm trying to get to this place. And now that everything everything has stopped, I've been like going on jogs, you know, around the city and by the water. And like, if I go to the store and I drive, like I drive to the store and there's no cars on the street, you're actually getting to see everything. I didn't know how beautiful of a city San Francisco was. Mm. I said all of that to say, it's really made me just take a step back and appreciate what I do have. Stop worrying so much about what I don't have, what I'm trying to get to, because that's how we are. Like, as as people, we're programmed that way. Like, are you going to go get whatever it is that you're trying to get? And so, because you're trying to go get that, your mind is just wrapped around that every single day. I don't got it yet, I'm going to get it. And then as people, we're also programmed that, Oh, now you got that, what's the next thing? Because if, if, if you have enough in you to go get that thing, you probably have enough in you to go get that next thing because that's just how you're wired. Exactly. And so I'm, I've been sitting here and, and just going around and I'm like, I really have to take, a, take time, like even when this is over, take the time to appreciate the things that we do have, including you know this beautiful city, your family, your friends take the time to really appreciate everything because that next thing is not promised to you. And you can possibly spend the rest of your life chasing that next thing and you completely forget to appreciate what you actually did, work to get.
0: Yep. Yep. Let me ask you, I mean, you're still, you know, you know, one of the things that makes you super dope. I used to say the same thing about, you know, our friend Victor Cruz. It's like you guys aren't caught up in that you're Draymond Green or he's Victor Cruz it's like you guys are just regular people I think at times you even forget there'll be things you tell me you want to do and I'm like you can't do that like there'll be, it's gonna be people or you need security or whatever right I, th- I think makes you great um have there been has your world changed at all like when you go on these store runs or you're walking around or whatever are people still trying to approach you for an autograph or a picture and you're like hey like I'm like so you know like so I'm like you know need a little bit of space like has that changed at all
1: Um, it, it, it has changed from the standpoint of you, I still run into people, um, that will say, oh man, you know, like I think what it is, obviously when people see you, there's that initial shock, you know? And so we live in a day and age of where like, you know, you got camera phones, you got social media, you got all of these things. And so you, it ends up just being natural to people to say like, oh, snap! So I see, can I get a picture? All right. And what I will say is, um, to people's credit, the, those that have been like, yo, Draymond, let me get a picture. And then like, I'll just look up and they like, ah, oh, you know what?
0: Get it. Thank I got
1: you. you. You know what I'm saying? And so it has changed from that standpoint. So, you know, so you get some people that's like, hey, man, nice to meet you. Good to see you. And keep it moving. Like, much love. Stay safe. But then you still get some people that just had that natural reaction of, oh shit, like, that's Draymond Green. And they want that picture, and as soon as you say like, ah, they're like, ah, you're right, like, you know what? Good to see I you. I was tripping, you're right, you're right. Absolutely, but yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy to see, but like I said, you, you understand people's natural reaction. Like, that just is what it is. Got it. Let me ask you,
0: I, I've had um, the fortune, you and I um, have vacationed together. And, you know, my idea of vacation is, like, wake up and drink wine until it's time to drink tequila. <laughs> I'm going go back to wine and then pass out and go to sleep. That's my vacation. You worked out religiously on our vacation. I know how important that is to you, how serious you take your body. Um, how's this affected you? Like, how are you staying in shape, working out? Like, what are you doing daily? Are you doing anything? Like, what's that new regimen for you look like?
1: Um, for me, the... The part that sucked is just not being able to go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love playing basketball. Um, and, and basketball, to me, in my life over the course of time has been therapeutic. You know, and so anytime something has gone wrong, the one thing I've always had to turn to is basketball. You know, even if that's on May 8, 2009, I'm frustrated with everything. And I just go in the gym at 3 a.m. and just get shots up. Like, you know, it's always been an escape. And so you think about a time where like everybody's kind of looking for that escape, you know, like you don't know what's going on, the uncertainty. The one thing that I've always had to dive into was basketball. And so just not being able to dive into that and enjoy that has been a big change for me. On the flip side of that, uh, I've been doing, riding this Peloton bike every morning at 8 a.m. Uh, with with a lot of the uh, warriors employees and uh, they added me to their slack channel so you know, yeah. we took a little junk in there but also but majority we're all just pushing each other every day to get up get that day started the right way you know everybody still has conference calls and all of these things so 8 a.m we get up we lock in we have a great ride and then everyone going about their day you know and then I um in my building you're able to reserve the gym for an hour per household and so um, you know, I've, we've been doing that. Hazel and I have been going down and working out together um, on, on the days that we got to gym. And so I've been able to um, keep my body in shape. Gotcha. Now, for you, yourself and all of the, us that has played basketball, you know that keeping your body in shape and basketball shape is two completely different things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been able to keep my body in shape and kind of have a regimen every day of getting up and working out. And that's been cool. But when I get back on that court, I'm going to pass out. (laughs) Who knows? Like, who knows when that's going to be? So, but nonetheless, my focus has definitely been um, to, you know, to really keep my body in shape.
0: Got it. I love it. I mean, you're controlling what you can control, right? And that's ultimately all we can do. Um, I was thinking about something when you said, you know, a little earlier that that you guys are supposed to be the first team to play without fans. And that was supposed to be against who? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. What team in the NBA has had the most at least documented coronavirus positive test is Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So who's to say if that game happens, right, you guys get sick, you get sick, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, KD, and we hope, I, I, I hear he's doing well, and we hope all those guys are doing well and get speedy recovery and all that, right? It's like, who's to say if you guys would have played that game, how this thing would have turned out for you guys, you know?
1: Absolutely. You could be talking about a completely different world, you know, where, you know, as I've been able to, you know, quarantine with my family, you know, and now you're talking quarantining by yourself. Like, that's a completely different thing. You know, I actually saw that, you know, Donovan Mitchell um, was was really, like, quarantining by himself. And, like, everybody who's kind of gotten diagnosed as Has gone into that, but like that's a completely different thing. I've had the luxury, you know, of of being with my two children, being with my fiance, and that's been great. And it's also been great for me from a standpoint that we're always gone. Like I've gotten to see things that I never got a chance to see, and I've been enjoying those things. And and even being, you know, the father that I'm not allowed to be, which is just being there all the time. Like you know, that's that's been good for me. But all of a sudden, that game happens. And it may not be the same thing. And by the way, it's not even that I would have had necessarily, um, you know, contracted the virus, but they're, they're gonna put the whole team under quarantine because you just, like I said, once again, that's at the time where there aren't enough tests. And so if I didn't have symptoms, I wouldn't have got tested, but I still would have been under a mandatory self-quarantine for 14 days. And so hey, it's family crazy family. How, how that ended up working up.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Speaking of a, you know, team, um, do you even know, I mean, I know everyone has their own families and things, and everyone's trying to figure out their own situations. Do you know if most of your teammates are still in town, if they are black? are
1: you in touch with any of them? Like, what's, what's that been like? Uh, most of the guys are still in town. Um, you know, all the young guys are still in town. Steph's still in town. Um, I think a couple of guys did get out of town um, and head back home. And, you know, I, I think that's great because, you know, everyone handles stuff differently. All of a sudden you got a guy out here by himself, and, you know, that may not be good either. So I think a few guys definitely went home and, and that's great for them, uh, especially being that there probably won't be no games or practices or workouts for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I think it's definitely great to be in a place uh, where you're comfortable uh, where you're with your loved ones. Um, I think that's great. And, you know, like I said, I've had the luxury of my family is with me out here. So, um, you know, that's that's been great for me. But uh, I've been, you know, checking in with talking to Jordan Poole quite a bit. You know, that's my rook And, and uh, he's still out here. His brother lives out here with him, though. So that's that's been great as well. Um, let me but, ask you, Dre, do you think – I
0: mean, let me ask you, Dre, because, you you know, you speak of your rook. You were a rookie at one point. And I've known you for a while now. And it's like the man you are now and the man you are a rookie, you're two completely different people. And that's how it's supposed to be, right? Just with maturity and experience. Um, what do you think you know, I won't ask you to think like what rookies are going through. Like Draymond Green, how many years in the league are you? Eight. Draymond Green, eight years in the league, Olympic gold medals, all-stars, you know, NBA championships, all these things. Um, Defensive Player of the Year, like all these things. It's like dealing with, with uh, something at this level with all your maturity and dealing with this as a rookie. You know, any advice to rookies that are going through something like this in their first year of the season? I mean, it's got to be – I mean, if we feel blindsided, I can't imagine how the young guys feel.
1: Uh, I think um, really, like you said, for, for myself and my workouts, it's really controlling what you can control. You know, to sit there and kind of stress yourself out about something that you can't control, that's only going to compound the problem. And and so I think uh, really just locking in and focusing on what it is that you can control, watching game film, you know, and, and trying to learn in that way, staying in contact with your coaches about, you know, the things that they think you should be looking for and what you should be watching for and different things like that, I think is important. And I think uh, as a rookie, use this time to learn this business. You know, I think, Uh, So many guys in our industry don't know the business. But you have 450 guys that is the CEO of their own business. And yet you're the CEO of a business that you don't know. You just know how to play basketball. And you're good at that. But you miss out on so much if you don't understand the business side of it. And so, you know, I would would say to a lot of younger guys, get to understand your business that that you're in and really learn what, what this business has to offer because it has a lot of things to offer as far as knowledge goes. And by the way, you may possibly only be, only be in the league for a year or two or three, but this business can teach you stuff that you can apply to life for the rest of your life that you can apply to businesses outside of basketball. And I think it's important for those young guys to really take this time to learn that business. So coming out of this thing, you're much better off. And now you can just go focus on playing basketball while understanding the business side of it, as opposed to going to play basketball and still relying on someone else to know the business side for you. Yep, makes perfect sense. Speaking of business, I
0: can't help but notice that T you have on. Converse, big announcement recently, you switched. I mean, although it's all in the same family, they're all in the same swoosh family, you've been a Nike guy, I believe all your career, right?
1: Correct? Absolutely. It, it's crazy because Adrian Stelly, who just took over Converse, literally just texted me. Right oh, now. really? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've been with Nike my entire career. Um, I made the switch and I, I made the switch for a few reasons. Um, number one being that it's still a part of the Nike family, you know, and, and being a part of the Nike family, uh, being that since day one was extremely important to me. But then also, um, you know, with Adrian Stelly taking over the business, like I've gotten to know uh, Stells on a completely different level than most would get to know their Nike rep, you know, and, and he's become a friend of mine. And, and I know his aspirations. You know, he's someone who's always looking to continue to grow. And, and he felt like this was a huge step for him to go learn how to run a business and try to help a business take that next step. And for me, um, a, to go work with someone who I thoroughly enjoy working with, um, who I enjoy spending time with was important, you know, for, as someone who's, you know, I, I'm involved in a lot of business outside of basketball. I love to do business with people who I love to be around, mm-hmm. who I love to talk to, because if I enjoy talking to you, talking business with you is never an issue. Absolutely. You know, being around you, going to a meeting is never an issue because I'm going to enjoy being around you anyway. Mm-hmm. And so as opposed to doing business with someone you don't want to be around, there's so many things that, that can be left out because it's like, ah, I don't want to call that person. Ah, I can skip that meeting. I don't really feel like being around them. It's like, eh. like, ah. And so that's one of the things that I've learned is so really um, being able to be a part of a brand and help this brand grow, you know, um, is was important to me. And, you know, it's not like, Converse is trying to be Nike, you know, and that, that was a big thing for me. Like I've seen some shoe companies try to be Nike and it ain't work so well. Which what I say what
0: about, that's what I say about you guys. You're not gonna out Golden State Golden State. You're not gonna out Nike Nike.
1: It's not gonna happen. And so me understanding business from a, from a, different, stand, a view, different viewpoint, and knowing that I've seen several companies try to be Nike at what Nike does best. You're not gonna be Nike. And so like, I'm a winner. And I want to win in everything I do. So to go with a company and understand their vision for what they want to do and to understand that that vision isn't to try to outdo Nike at what Nike does best was extremely important to me. And I'm looking to help uh, help grow this brand and take it to the next level.
0: I love it. I love it. Let me ask you one, one thing that if it hasn't become uh, obvious to people before this, hopefully this helps them, it's like, it's all relative, right? Some of us may have less money than others, more money than others. we're all really human beings. Draymond Green is just as bored at home you know as the average person is bored at home. What are you doing to kill time like besides spending time with your family, of course, you know, which has been amazing, and you've said so what are you, what are you doing at home to like spend your days aside from working out?
1: Ah, uh, well, mean, when you got a three and five year old running around, they take up a ton of that time but. Uh, you know, Hayes and I, we, we, we've we been squeezing in uh, a few shows while they napping. When, what are you when watching? What we, guys watching? We just started watching Ozark. Woo! Um, and we are on season one, still episode seven, which okay. we love to binge watch. But binge watching will probably lead us to being bad parents, which we're not trying to do. So, um, you know, we've been watching that. And, and that's been great uh, when we're not too worn out from the kids midday of Wearing us out and putting us down for a nap as well, but uh, but I've also been catching up on a lot of business stuff. I actually, I wake up in the morning, like I said, I do my my bike ride at 8 a.m. and then I try to spend the next hour and a half on business calls and trying to do everything before they get up and get active and get going. And then you know they'll they'll wake up during that, but then you know she she'll hold it down while I complete those calls, just to get everything out the way so I can be here, so I can be present. Yep. But, um, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of that. I've been on my my domino app, uh, you know, just crushing people in dominoes like I do, you know. Well, you, you, the rules you, you play, those domino rules you play, but carry the 10 or five. What yeah. is this math? Is hey, it man, listen, you play Puerto Rican dominoes, you don't know nothing about these real bones. We play over here, and that's okay. You know, but <laughs> uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's um, it's, it's been great, man. So just doing that, you know, crushing people every day, uh, winning my souls. I mean, my, my Peloton races, um, watching Ozark, catching up on some business, having having a, a weekly Zoom with my brothers, and, and drinking some drinking some great vino. I've also been trying to educate myself more on the stock market, mm. and also educate myself more on wine. Uh, two things I love. I love money. Love it. And I love wine. and So I've really been trying to dive into those two things and, and really educate myself more in both of those fields.
0: So let me ask you, speaking of movies, and, and hear me out on this, because the question I'm asking is not going to be the one you think I'm asking. I saw a doc last night, The Scheme, mm-hmm. which obviously, you know, I don't know if you had the chance to see it. You're in it because it talks about your high school and whatnot. I don't even want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is something, um, and talk about a kid there, a kid who passes away. What was the
1: kid's name? Dorian Dawkins. Uh, was a freshman? He was going into his freshman year, high school. Was he the real deal? He was. By the way, I said I love money. I love nice things. I don't necessarily love money. That's but very money true. does get you nice things. And I, I like nice things. That's very true about you. Um, Dorian was really good, man. I, I actually had the, the honor of knowing him since he was like five years old. And, you know, I've watched him grow from the little kid always in a way on the basketball court to playing up in AAU. And, and like, of course, you, he, he's playing, like, two and three grades up. Like, you're not going to get much time. Like, I remember – so his dad was actually my AAU coach. Okay. Um, and I think I was maybe in the sixth grade. And at that time, I think Dorian was in the first grade. And first or second grade. And he was playing with my younger cousin who, let's see, Trey was a freshman when I was a senior. So, yeah, Dorian had to be in the first grade. And, uh, no, he was in the second grade because Trey was in the third. And I remember Coach Dawkins put him in the game just to, like, kill some time, like, real quick. And he turned around to, like, sub somebody in for him. And Dorian came down, who who pulled up for three, bam! Like, before, and he turned back around, like, what? Send somebody back to the bench, and he out there rocking, he, he always just had it. He loved the game of basketball. He loved being around it. He loved playing against older guys. Like, he had it. And he was humble, but he had that arrogance that you need to be great. Like, hey, I'm humble, and I'm not going to Like, walk around and throw it all in your face. Like, I mean, kid had the biggest smile in the world and always smiling. Like, very humble kid. But when it came to basketball, he was very arrogant. And I think when you're trying to be great, especially in basketball, you have to have that. And he had it, man. And, you know, he he was getting off from Michigan State. He had just visited Ohio State like a couple weeks before he passed away. Becoming freshman? as an incoming freshman, and, and it's crazy because you know how I am, like, about Saginaw High, especially in college. I'm the same way – I was the same way about Saginaw High basketball as I am about Michigan State basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm young in college. I may have been in my sophomore year, and he's going into – he's going into his freshman year, and I – they were playing at the Izzo shootout. So this is summertime basketball, you're with your high school team at the Izzo shootout. And so I had went over and watched them play. And I, I you know, we used to work the, score, the scoreboard, the score clock to like make extra money working, like working Izzo's camps in the summertime. And so I left my, my post to go over to the gym they were playing at, and I watched them play. And when I tell you literally everybody on the team, mind you, Pete, this is an incoming freshman, everybody's on the team just out there watching him. Like, watching him play. And I'm just like, yo, are y'all serious? Like, you got sophomores, juniors, seniors on this. Y'all out here watching him. And he was balling. But like, are, is anyone else gonna do something? So I had just got, I had just finished getting at the team one game. And then they had another game. I had to go back to my post. I can't just leave for the entire day. I'll get Mike Garland calling my phone. I'll probably have to run the next day. So right, right. I get back to my post, and then I go home. I said maybe, it was one more game that evening. I did the game, and I went home. I said I had been home for 20 minutes, and I get a call from my little cousin, Trey, who was playing at the time on the team. Like, Dede, um, like, where you at? I'm like, I'm at home. He's like, Dorian at the hospital, on on Saginaw Street. And I'm like, what? He like, he has Sparrow, he like, we have Sparrow on Saginaw Street. And I'm like, nah, y'all hotel is on Michigan Street. Y'all just made the wrong turn. Because what he's saying can't make sense to you, right? It don't make sense, but if East Lansing, you got Saginaw, and then you got Michigan, they run adjacent. And so it's just the next light up. So I'm like, no, y'all made the wrong turn, but Sparrow is on Saginaw. No, I'm sorry, I got it mixed up. Saginaw, It's Michigan, then Saginaw. Sparrow is on Michigan. They stay on Saginaw. So he's like, we got Sparrow on Michigan Street. And I'm like, no, y'all turned the street too fast. Y'all supposed to go up one more. And he's like, no, we at the hospital. Didi passed out. And I'm like, what? He like... He had a heart attack during our last game and passed out. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we're at Sparrow. So I get in the car, speed to Sparrow. And by the time I get there, Coach Dawkins come out crying, and he, like, he just had multiple heart attacks back to back to back. They're trying to resuscitate him, but it ain't looking good. He just crying in my arms. And I'm like, yo, what? Like, Nah. He went back in and he came out maybe 20 minutes later and was like, you know, he passed.
0: Yo, when I asked you this, it's because I saw the doc last night. I didn't even know, like, that you knew the kid. I didn't know that you saw him that day. I didn't know any of that. That's insane.
1: It, it was crazy. Like, I actually got, I mean, I'm dark as hell. You can't really see my tattoos. And they old. Now, but this thing this tattoo actually says "R.P. Ben" and "R.P. And, and doria right there oh shit yeah like <laughs> he tatted on me
0: wow yeah wow that's life gone too soon man absolutely let me ask you there's no easy way to transition from that but um it feels right that we keep it basketball um obviously at this point it's a best guess but if you had to guess Let's start here. A, do you think there will be – you will play another NBA game this season? And B, if so, when do you think that
1: would be? Um, in my personal opinion, I don't think so. Um, and and that's just –
0: Don't think you'll play another NBA
1: – I don't think so. I just don't – I just don't see how it's possible. You know, you had um, – you you got, like, out here in California or in the Bay Area, I know for sure we just got our quarantine extended to May first. So you figure that's a whole another thirty days. I don't know if you saw the news, but I think like Virginia um, and somewhere yeah, over there, in DC, Virginia, June tenth. And so, I mean, you figure everybody was kind of is kind of pushing or you know for the season to start back in June or mid June. But if DC, where there is a team, mm-hmm. um, is pushed back to June 10th, then how does that work out? You know, yeah. and so um I mean maybe, you know, you move everyone to a different city or something like that. Like I don't I don't know how that works. I know the NBA is extremely resourceful and um and Adam and and, and the rest of his team and staff, they are always looking for that next thing and always for that next great thing. And that could possibly be something uh, that they do. But I, in my, pers- my own opinion, and by the way, that's with no knowledge of the situation. Like I don't have any other information that no one else has. Like the same information everybody else have, I have. So that's just my own personal opinion and sitting back and looking at a situation. I personally don't think so. But um, I'm hearing that we will, and so I'm trying to do my best to stay ready for that as, as best as I can uh, under the circumstances. But I personally just don't think so. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. Like I can't even fathom how we got
0: here. You know what I'm saying? I can't, like, the Olympics being canceled this season, it's just like that's something, you know, like playing games without fans would have been weird. At least games would have been being played, and again, I still think to your earlier point, Adam Silver absolutely did the right thing, clearly, at this point. Um, I can't imagine a world you know, listen, we all watch, you know, you're you have a very different vantage point that you play, you know, sports for a living, you play basketball for a living at the highest level. Common people. And even you, when you're not playing, we watch sports as like a respite of like what's going on in life, right? It's like, man, like, uh, you know what? This game's on an eight. I know you love basketball. You love to watch basketball just as so much as anyone else. Ron was watching like the Division Three NCAA tournament a couple of years ago, like the women's tournament. Like any basketball and going through something like this and not having a sport to lean on has been like, it's made something so surreal beyond imagination. 100%. I can't, there's no, I don't know if you guys had it, but at least here, I believe it was the New York Post, one of the newspapers here in New York City. It said the day, the day sports stopped. And it had all the sports logos and it was like everything, like everything, no baseball, no basketball, no football, no soccer. You know, it was like, it just stopped. And I never thought I'd see a world where this would happen. And I think, um, you know, hopefully we can get this thing solved. We get people healthy, we keep people safe. We get you guys back on the court, um, you know. If anything, it's saving you some technical money, though. I'm sure some technical file
1: money. Hey, I'm, I'm 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 two texts away from from losing the game, check man. <laughs> Speaking of which, something came out the this is our public
0: knowledge. Something came out today. I'll let you go after this. Um, something came out today about the league is still trying to figure out if you guys are going to get paid the entire season. Like what? No insider information. No nothing. Just what are you hearing about that like what's is it it's not clear if owners are going to pay players for the rest of the season is that correct yeah
1: well so um there's a there's a, a section in our contract that pretty much says you know once like under a pandemic like if a pandemic was to happen which obviously is happening we don't get paid and so we don't know like we got like, we don't know if, if we get our next check or not. And we're now currently in that pay period. We don't know. And so when I said, like like this thing is going day by day and just as much information as everyone else has in the world about the NBA, I have that same information. I meant that from like the bottom of my heart. Like, we don't know if we get paid our next check or not. And, and let, let me ask you, let me ask you what, what you can
0: share is, how do most, I'm not even saying you, how do the average NBA players get paid?
1: Is it bi-weekly during the season? What's that look like? Um, most, most players get paid over the course of 12 months on, okay. on every two weeks.
0: Okay, like a regular working human being.
1: Yeah, two- there are some contracts that, who my next contract that uh, Rich Ball did, mm-hmm. where you get paid some money up front and some more, and then uh, over the course of, x amount of weeks but most contracts and when i say most i'm talking there may be 10 or 11 contracts i was actually just reading the other day uh i think there's actually like 15 or 16 contracts that some money is paid up front i think rich has done 10 of them Uh, like but i'm gonna toast to i know you ain't drinking. i'm gonna toast to rich paul man absolutely the man is great at his job he's great at what he does and he loves what he does but, yeah, so, I so mean, we, we do
0: percent of contracts are done, like you were saying, 12, like every two weeks, over 12 months for the most part.
1: Absolutely. And, I mean, it's, it's crazy. We don't know. And, you know, I don't want anybody to feel bad for me. Like, I, you know, I'm fine. Like, you know, I worry about, you know, people out here that don't have the means that we have and aren't receiving a paycheck and is worried about how they're going to pay their rent and, like, where their next meal is coming from. Like, that's where my heart is. I'm, You know, like... You know, if, if we're not paid out, I'll be fine. But, you know, how can we help? How can we figure this thing out to help those people? Because it's still affecting people' in everyday life. It's not like, you sure. know, um, this thing happened and people stopped collecting rent. Like, no, people are still collecting rent. And so, uh, and there's you
0: know, regular shit like, you know, there's parents out there like, I'm gonna put food on the table in two weeks, right? I was, you know, people were working really hard for a check and, and you know, and, and I think there's a negative connotation to like living check to check now. Like there's people that work really hard to earn money to provide for their families. And it's like, that's the scary thing when you hear of like the number of, the numbers of people that have been laid off. I, I think the stat I read was in the last month, I think like three and a half million people applied for unemployment. And that beat, the last, the 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 high before that was like 600,000.
1: Yeah, that's, that's it's absurd, P, and like, the, I actually saw that, that stat, maybe two weeks, uh, like a week and a half ago. Like, where are we today? It, it's got to be still going up, because I've even heard of some people, as soon as yesterday, getting laid off. And so that number is still rising. And so... Like, how do we figure this thing out? More most importantly, how do we get everybody healthy? How do we save lives and get everybody healthy? But then, like, how do we figure that thing out so people can feed their family? I mean, even, like, getting back to school. Like, you know, some some kids eat eat twice a day at school. I was one of those kids. (laughs) Same. And so, you know, you start to think about that, and that's two meals that kids aren't getting. That their family probably can't afford to, to provide for them. Like I know Steph Curry recently did something out here, uh I think where he like helped him bridge that gap and like maybe it's like giving a million meals or something like that, uh, through his I, I I'm gonna butcher the name, but it's uh hunger for life or something like that that him and Aisha has going. And I thought I thought that was great. Um and that's something that they've been doing. Obviously, Aisha is into cooking, and so it makes a ton of sense that they have that resource right there to be able to do that, but it's it's great by them because, you know, there's a lot of people that has lost meals due to schools being closed, and so and hopefully we can really get this thing figured out, get everyone healthy, get everyone back to work, and, and get our world moving again. And I never thought I'd see the day where, like, like, it's kind of like the world is, like, on pause. Like, I, I never thought I'd see the day where you... We always, I always say to my friends, like, yo, there's not enough time in the day. And, like, like everything to, like, just fly by. Like, the world is kind of on pause right now. Like, the, the, the day on the calendar is changing, but nothing else. Except for the, the infection rate and death tolls. And so hopefully we can get this thing figured out, man, because it, it sucks. It, it hurts. It's sad. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not good for anyone.
0: Nah, we got to get it figured out. I have faith. That we will, man. And, um, you know, I want to thank you, Dre. I don't want to hold you anymore. I'm sure you'll have, I'm surprised none of the little ones haven't run across the screen or anything like that yet. Um, as, they, no. <laughs> as they do when we normally screen, uh, FaceTiming or whatnot. I want to thank you for the time, brother. Uh, hopefully we do this again once everyone is back healthy. the world is back, you know, restored. And, and, you know, maybe we're even back playing a little bit, a little bit of basketball and whatnot. So. Um, appreciate your time, my love to the family, and um, I'm sure I'll text you 20,000 times. Tonight.
1: Love, you, love you, brother. Thanks for having me. Peace.